This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. All right, Holly, please bring us the dirt. I shall bring both of you the dirt this afternoon. We're going to start with an apology from Chrissy Teigen over her past bullying of Courtney Stodden. So, Chris, did Courtney just give an interview this week? Is that why this is coming out from Chrissy today? Wasn't there a big Daily Beast uh, ex or not expose, but a big story? Yes, so Courtney Stodden sat down with the Daily Beast and was talking about their experience being bullied in Hollywood and specifically pointing out to Chrissy Chrissy Teigen and some of the mean things that Chrissy Teigen used to say to Courtney Stodden on social media. Oh, she was terrible. Was she really? Yeah. You know, uh, Courtney Stodden alleged of Teigen in a Daily Beast interview that Chrissy wouldn't just publicly tweet about wanting me to take a, quote, a dirt nap, but would privately DM me and tell me mm-hmm. to kill myself. <gasps> Things she did not. Yeah, Chrissy yeah. Teigen was like 26 and Courtney was 16, you know, oh, when she married that no. uh, Doug guy. No, no. And all the tweets are still out there for people. People have their screen caps. So. Yeah, uh, Courtney said things like, I can't wait for you to die were sent in their direct messages from Chrissy Teigen. Well, that's really sad. Yeah, so Chrissy Teigen had a Twitter thread because Chrissy Teigen's back on Twitter, so, uh, you know, she's going to be using that platform. Yeah. And Chrissy Teigen said, not a lot of people are lucky enough to be held accountable for all their past bleep in front of the entire world. Okay, I'm laughing that she started it out like that because just three weeks ago she quit Twitter because she was... She did. She didn't like being held accountable. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Chrissy goes on to say, this is a thread. We'll just go through okay. the whole thread. All right. uh, Chrissy said, I'm mortified and sad at who I used to be. I was okay. an insecure, attention-seeking troll. Ooh. I'm ashamed and completely embarrassed at my behavior, but that is nothing compared to how I made Courtney feel. I've worked so hard to give you guys joy and be beloved, and that feeling of letting you down is nearly unbearable, truly. These were not my only mistakes and surely won't be my last, as hard as I try, but I will try... I've tried to connect with Courtney privately, but since I publicly fueled all of this, I want to also publicly apologize. I'm so sorry, Courtney. I hope you can heal now knowing how deeply sorry I am. I am sorry I let you guys down. I will forever work on being better than I was 10 years ago, one year ago, six months ago. The heat must have been on with wow. Chrissy's partnerships with uh, Target and her Chris Car- right? Jenner. I don't know. Well, I mean... Yeah. Well, Courtney has talked about this in the past. Yes. Courtney has been public. About yes. about their experience of being bullied by Chrissy Teigen specifically, and yes. calling out Chrissy Teigen for the things that Chrissy put in their DMs, and uh, now I, you know, I think that you're exactly right. Chrissy Teigen is in a position where uh, her public image is more of being family friendly. Yes. It is being relatable. It is kind of almost kind of like, you know, your best friend next door mm-hmm. who happens to be very glamorous and extremely talented in the right. kitchen. This is very mean. Parts of that sound like her, like she did it. Like we're, I was an in, insecure attention seeking troll and I'm mortified and sad at who I used to be. But that is also mixed in with the publicist thing. And Courtney, has Courtney Stodden weighed in on this? Uh, I believe that Courtney Stodden has not. But I don't see if they've made any kind of statement regarding Chrissy Teigen yet. Okay, no, here it is. Okay, Here it is. She did. I accept her apology and forgive her, but the truth remains the same. I've never heard from her 
or her camp in private. Didn't Christy just say she tried to reach yes. out? Mm-hmm. In fact, she blocked me on Twitter. All of me wants to believe this is sincere apology, but it feels like a public attempt to save her partnerships with Target and other brands who are realizing her wokeness is a broken record. Ooh. So. Yeah. So, okay, if you're going to believe Courtney, Chrissy Teigen has not reached out. Well, I wish that Chrissy would have done more along the lines of, like, explaining why she was mortified that she was, and been specific, victim blaming a 16-year-old girl who was getting trafficked to a man with the consent of her parents. You know, I wish she'd been... A little bit like that she didn't even real, you know, she could have gotten in. I would have advised her to do that instead of how generic she got at the end of her thing, which that felt like the first part of the apology was really her. Like she probably is mortified and embarrassed when you see these these things that she sent to Courtney. When she's that much older and Courtney's 16 years old. Oh, that's just terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So. Chrissy Teigen owning up to what she did and airing it on Twitter. Yeah, it's interesting how people are taking a look back. And I mean, good, but I mean, my God, girls are slut shamed. Women are slut shamed. By women. I mean, this is by women. Yeah, by another uh, woman. Ages and even how Courtney Sodden was treated in general. She's kind of getting the Britney Spears reframing, you know, like really taking a look at like, what were we all thinking? Yeah, Courtney Stodden talks in conversation with the Daily Beast about this kind of behavior, not just coming from Chrissy Teigen, but uh, from being called names by Joy Behar Mm -hmm. and uh, other people in the media, too. I I don't have the specific names in front of me right now. But uh, yeah, and there's a lot more to the Courtney Stodden story than the public perception that we had of them. Ten years ago, yeah. five, ten years ago, when they were married to Doug Hutchison. So, and the whole, yeah, I, we are in a different place. Yeah. Culturally, even just from ten years ago. Right. And I'm glad about that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Progress. Progress. <laughs> Shana Mokler is talking about her ex, Travis Barker, and his new girlfriend, Courtney Kardashian. Okay, good. <laughs> I want to hear this. Well, she's talking to people exclusively. Shana Mokler says, I'm very much over my ex. It's been a long time. However, I do think some of the PDA he's doing with her is weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so do we. <laughs> she says, in a question. And so she says, I, you know, I think it's weird. And uh, she says she has no ill will towards Courtney Kardashian and only wishes them the best. But you know she's giving the Minnesota interesting explanation. Yeah, she to can't. Their PDA. She she can't believe what Courtney Kardashian is talking uh, her ex into uh, doing for declarations of love for ratings for the show, possibly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, and uh, the latest news of those lovebirds, Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker, is that Courtney Kardashian gave Travis Barker a tattoo on his forearm. It says "I love you," and she wrote it herself using the tattoo pen. <sighs> We'd rather hear more about Benifer, that 2.0. That's more fun. Very much so. Well, finally, here, we'll just end in some celebrity relationship news. Apparently, Bill Gates told his golf buddies that his marriage to Melinda Gates was loveless. This according to a source at the Oh, so Bill's people are finally firing back in a roundabout way. Yes. That's mm-hmm. that's coming straight from Camp yep. Bill. Mm-hmm. Because his friend says that he told him a while back the marriage was loveless, had been an over for some time, and that he and Melinda Gates were living separate lives. Yeah. Well, 
If they'd walked by me at the fair, I would have pegged them as a couple not having sex. I gotta be honest. Oh, Lori, she would have. <laughs> no, this is the game we play. Who who's who's having sex with each other at the fair? Oh my goodness! Oh, you can tell, Holly. <laughs> scandal. It was quite the scandal. I thought we would do something that has scandalized us for as long as we've been on the air. But right. uh, and I think Donnie has did used to try and explain to us. But now I've just I I just it doesn't make any sense to anybody in the world why Cher isn't in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And the thing that really got me thinking about this was. Okay, first of all, I mean, Cher, she don't need no stinking Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She can just polish her Emmy, her Grammys, her Oscar, her Kennedy Center honor. But it was in reading this interview with um, uh, Niall Rogers from Chic and, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. performer. He was opening for her on that 2019 tour. Okay. That she did that was yes. going and then 2020 yep. kind of came along and then, you know, Cher's stuff was canceled. But she always has like a really great opening act. We've seen her with Cindy, Cindy Lauper. Lauper. Who, was we, who was the other one? I can't think of it. I can't think of it. But okay. he was inducted in 2019, I think it was, in the um, Songwriting Hall of Fame. And he was giving an interview. And so he's like, he's like, okay, 100 million records sold. Check. Super successful sold-out tours for decades. Check. Multiple awards. Check. Influence over younger generations. Check. Um, in an iconic 60s duo group as Sonny and Cher. Right. So he's like, he, he said, listen, he said, let's talk about Cher in the sense of baseball when you look at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The announcer says, you know, you got a baseball player who steps up and he's got an unbelievable RBI. He's got huge home right? run statistics. Okay, folks, we're looking at a future Hall of Famer here. Yep. You, you know, he said, he said, because they do it on statistics. He said, in the music business, you can perform at the level of share for uh, that many right? years and not get in the Hall of Fame, he said it doesn't make any sense. And I was was she nominated? Even Do, has she been? She's been eligible for. Years. I understand that, but is she since ninety one? Anybody? Do you have to have someone nominate you to get in, Lori? That's what I don't get. I, I don't know. She when she talked about it ten years ago, she did a Vanity Fair profile, and that was the last I could hear or could find about her speaking okay. out about it. I'm not interested in what their damn nominating process is. I'm just interested in the fact that Cher should be in it. And I don't care about all their garbage rules, whatever that, you know, whatever that might be, because it's Cher, for goodness sakes. But in 2010, in Vanity Fair, she was asked about it. And she said this. She said, well, Sonny and I still aren't in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And it just seems kind of rude Sonny was a good writer, and we started something that no one else was doing. We were just weird hippies before there was a name for it. Mm-hmm. When the Beatles were wearing sweet little haircuts and round-collared suits, we influenced a generation. And it's like, okay, what more do you want? Right. So I love it that even the one, you know, that she brings it up from uh-huh. this, even from Sonny and Cher perspective. Mm-hmm. 
And um, it is an interesting uh, point about that because, I mean, Sonny and Cher, they're, they were kind of, the, they were the only ones that were doing that. They yes, had they gone were. to England uh-huh. and discovered Carnaby Street yep. and all the designers. And they came back and they kind of brought England and married it with sort of the hippie thing. They did. And they were the coolest. Right. So, I mean, you know, and then if you just count Cher alone, music, TV, movies, fashion. Everything I mean, that she's done. Legend. Uh-huh. And um, the two biggest beefs that people have really had that people have felt strongly about was Tina Turner and Cher not being in it. They consistently We're have been overlooked. the fan favorites. Like, okay. uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, Should we tell Julia that Barbara Streisand's not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I mean, how does that make you okay, feel? Okay, so here's my thing with the name of this thing. It I needs agree. to be called I agree with everything you're about to say. It needs to be called the Music Hall of Fame because since it was always called the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I didn't think Barbara Streisand should be in it. Right. But but it seems like they've been changing it over the past decade of who gets in and who doesn't get in. So just change the damn name. Well, they're not going to do that, but here's the weird thing about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Okay? So it was supposed to just be a TV special. According to Joe okay. Hagen's Sticky Fingers, this TV producer by the name of Bruce Branwen came up with the show ID in 1982 called The Kings and Queens of Rock and Roll. And he would put various greats from the 50s and 60s up on stage, tape their performances, give them awards, and package it like in a pay-for-view TV okay. thing. And an ad man he knew said, you got to have a better hall name. And he said, call it the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Okay. And they set up, you know, induction. They had a little mini museum. And he set it up as a nonprofit. And then he hired Bob Dylan's lawyer, David Brown, Braun, who recruited Atlanta Records exec Ahmet Erdogan to head up the hall. Then Erdogan stacked the board of directors with lawyers, agents, and brass from other record companies. And then one of the directors reached out to Jan Wenner. Okay. Rolling Stone Magazine and publisher and rock and roll tastemaker. And Jan wanted to be on the nominating committee. And he turned that down. And the reason that they just, they end up forcing this guy out whose original idea was. They call it a rock and roll Hall of Fame because this group from Cleveland, including the DJ Alan Freed, who came up with rock and roll as a phrase. Oh, okay. He pitched the hall on setting up this massive uh, museum there. And the board took bids from Philadelphia and Memphis before going with Cleveland. And why did they go with Cleveland? I'll give you one guess. Money. That's yeah. right, Julia. The Cleveland gave them $65 million worth of subsidies. And um, that's $65 why... $65 million in what year? Uh, so this would have been... Uh, I don't know what year the wow. the museum opened up. But I, in I, the 90s, yeah, I guess. Yeah, because it, it hasn't been that long. Well, it, it's been over ni- yeah. 20 years, you know. But um, anyway, the, they... Booted out the other guy right. who came up with the whole show. And then, uh, you know, when it first began inducting artists in the late 80s, they did not have the support of the most important rock star um, of all, Paul McCartney of the Beatles and Wings. And when they 
inducted the Beatles in 1988, Paul McCartney didn't attend the ceremony. And he blamed it on the ongoing and unsettled business differences that were going on. McCartney said he would have felt like a complete hypocrite waving and smiling with Ringo and George Harrison at a fake reunion. And Mike Love, who was getting inducted for the Beach Boys, called McCartney out that night and said, it's sad there are other people who aren't here tonight, you know, those who passed away, or people like Paul McCartney who couldn't be here because he's suing Ringo and Yoko. Oh, okay. So it's, you know, and they jerked Paul McCartney around on his induction. Paul McCartney was very vocal about, you know, why it was taking, you know, like John Lennon went in before he did, and he felt they should have gone together because as a song writing team, he was very put out about that. Right. And Jan Weiner said, you do uh, Lennon's solo inductee introduction will have you be a solo act the next year they didn't do it i mean there's always right. been all this kind of uh, it feels dirty stuff about it well i don't know if it is there've been people that have turned down the sex pistols didn't want any part of it guns and roses was inducted only the guns if you know no Axel. It just needs to ben change Halen its name because it's all so, of its fired members. Right. So if you're all over it about share, the only thing I'm saying is it needs to change. It's. I feel like the place should just change its name. Yeah, it's not going to change its name though because there's too much invested in that name. People think, and that is where the uh, you know. I don't know about Barbara Streisand. I never thought of her being in a rock and roll. No, yeah, but thing. like, who is but, in it? But see, that's you know how I'm I mean? feeling when there's you folk see, artists, there's there dance, are. there's like Abba Carly Simon, and Donna is she Summer. a rock and roll lady? No, I would say so. Carly Simon, you consider rock and roll? I would. Yeah. I mean, at this point, oh, it feels like it's, it's it should be called the late 20th century musicians. pop music. Well, I Hall mean, of Fame. here's the and in thing. that case, both Cher and Barbara Streisand should be first ballots. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I am. Glad that Cher is not bothered about that. Who needs the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Cher doesn't need it. But that is a big diss that she and Sonny, and then she alone, just on her career alone, and Cher is definitely a rocker. You don't see too many chicks getting on a Navy ship and they're fish Nat singing a song, you know, that's if uh, I could turn, turn back, back time. time. I mean, that is, there's no argument that, you know, Cher is rock and roll. You can't even, you know, begin for that. But uh, there's no. an argument that Carly Simon isn't rock and roll, Lori, whether you like it or not. I mean, they have all different walks. It's just a goofy thing now at this point. And I gl- I'm glad Cher doesn't give it any. Who cares? She she so doesn't. Bad, so sad. But it is rude and it is wrong <laughs> and it is the number one obvious fan choice. People are just like, this is why they give the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame no credibility. I don't. I don't think it has any. It, it, for that reason alone, I don't think it knows who people, it is or who it wants to and be. And some people, it's because Motley Crue is supposedly banned from ever getting into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Is that true? Yeah. Because they should be in there. Yeah. No, they're not. Nikki Six has many theories about it, but uh, probably pissing off Jan Winner. But that's what it is. But if you wanted to know like more about it, it just doesn't make any sense for Cher. It just really doesn't. And it's wrong. Nobody is ever 
said it doesn't make sense for Barbara Streisand. That has never been an argument. I did. Yeah, you brought a, that that, that totally derailed I, everything. My <laughs> indignation and hurt for share was trying to. No, we, you were we trying felt to, your pain. You were no, trying I think to I was, rain on my vintage scandal. I think parade. I'm likening it you by were saying raining that, on my vintage scandal parade, and, and now that's we a Barbara go. Streisand song. Thank don't you. Tell me oh, what I get to it. do. Yeah. No, yeah. I think we all agree that they. Sh- I think no, I don't know. We are, it's, if it's a pop culture. Music Hall of Fame, then these people we've talked about should be in. If Carly Simon's in, Barbara Streisand should be in. There you go. All right, we'll be right back. Pink is, fan. I heard this is really kind of good. This is yeah, that tour she was on for like a year and a half. It's supposed to be really good. Yeah. I, we, she's Love delicious. Her. Okay, so I have a funny headline for you that I that I wanted to use for you to Hollywood speak. Okay. <laughs> Seth Rogen has been speaking up a lot. He's got his whole new brand of weed that's come out. You know, he's, he's got his memoir. Memoir. Amusing. Kind of. Yes, he's telling stories about famous people. In yes, it. I he like is, it. and he's also um, EVPing on the Tommy and Pam thing. He's starring in it. And he's playing one of the garage hijackers, one of the guys who stole the vault with the sex tape, the big safe. Yeah, he's playing he's, one of the guys yep. that was supposedly owed money. I love it. All right, so. I love it. So, anywho, he. He, he was on with Howard Stern, and um, he's 39 years old, and and um, he says that, you know, they just, he and his wife that he's been married to since 2011, Lauren, they just don't want kids. Mm-hmm. And he says, um, you know, people always ask him, how do you do so much work? How are you always so busy? You get so much done. He's like, duh, I don't, I don't have, have kids. kids. Yeah. And then he's like, um, I have nothing else to do. I don't have kids. Why not? Yeah. And he said... Um, I would say she wants kids less than I do about his wife. I could probably be talked into it, but she's like a definite no. And then he said, my wife and I, we just have so much fun. And then he went on to say, I don't know anyone who gets as much happiness out of their kids as we get out of our non kids. (laughs) And then he says, like we're bleeping psyched all the time. We're laying in bed on Saturday morning, smoking weed, watching movies naked. If we had kids, we couldn't be bleeping doing this. This, this is yeah, probably true. It doesn't. Kids don't sound well, like fun to me. I, you know, he. I don't know. I mean, I get it. I kind of get I it. I know you would. Yeah, I kind of get it. But he looks unrecognizable. Well, show me that picture again. He shaved off his beard and he's got a mullet to play. Yeah, that does not even look to like play him. This guy Rand Gauthier. Uh, the the. The, the carpenter who decided to uh, steal everything. Well, they just they told they took a big safe yeah. that was out in the garage, yeah. and they figured they'd crack it later. It almost looked like one of those, like a gun safe. Sure, 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 sure. Right. And apparently, the tape was in the bottom drawer. Jeez. Oh, yeah. You got to be careful where you keep your VCR tapes. That's right. Now, That's here, the lesson learned there. Here's a little thing from Dumois. Okay, you know, the yes. Instagram, uh, there's some <laughs> always some good gossip there. And the Ellen T is pouring hot and fast. Now the people who didn't get in on the story, here's here's a story that Ellen Relished hiding nuts, pretzels, olives under the drapes and sofa, then totally losing it if it was still there when she got home. If anything, anything was amiss when she got home, she'd immediately run around the entire property photographing evidence of mine and anyone else on the staff are failures. 
One time she made me come to work at 11 p.m. on a Friday night to take her Porsche to the gas station. All the cars had to always have three quarters of a tank of gas. And she had friends coming to stay at the L.A. house on Saturday. And she and Porsche were in Santa Barbara. She insisted I go back to the house and check the tank. I said, I'll do it Saturday morning, Mm -hmm. hours before the guests arrive. No, go now, take a photo of the receipt at the gas station, plus a photo of the gas gauge. So she was... What, the thing that I don't like about all that, I mean, I can understand. I like to have my gas tank three quarters of tank full at all times, too. But I do it myself. But I really do understand that. I mean, that is just like an always be prepared oh. mode. But the thing she about hiding like nuts and hauling, hiding walnuts and trying to catch people failing in their job, setting up people. And you hear that with people with cleaning people and the, primarily from her. Yeah. We've heard these stories. We've heard this, we've heard Ellen, this story we? already over the year that we've been hearing kind of these stories leak out about her. I think that is just mean spirited. <laughs> I don't get that at all to set up. But first of all, you know, you could attract ants. You could do all these things because you're trying to set up someone to fail. That's just silly. Yeah. That to me is just, I'm always so grateful that somebody is willing well, to clean my house. Of course. And I'm getting to I, pay them and that oh, they're still doing it. Lori, and, I mean, yeah. I miss my days of being a housewife. Yeah. Which I never was, but I the dual income when yeah. I had a cleaning lady. I haven't had one since I've been divorced. I would die to have one. Well, listen, I'm going to watch Ellen tomorrow. Yeah. I DVR'd it today so I could hear what she said. And tomorrow, Oprah's on. And I want, uh, yes. I want Oprah to say to her, are you challenged or is this a challenge? <laughs> is it a challenge to be Well, and why nice? are you living with Courtney Cox and where is Portia living? Because she's doing her show. And yeah. Portia wants to be in Montecito riding the horses and tending to the garden. She, you know what? She and should have never signed again. The chickens. And visiting the chickens. Mm-hmm. The very expensive dream is over. Mohammed Hadid sells his half-built Bel Air mega mansion for eight and a half million dollars to someone who will spend five million dollars tearing it down. Only in Beverly Hills do we see this head- headline. That tear but it this down. house was a monstrosity. It was a monstrosity. We saw it, Lori. Someone is paying eight and a half millions for a, for a house that they know is going to cost five million to tear down because they want the property. And they're going to build something that fits into the environment. That Lori, it's location, location, location. Yes, but we're all location. the rest of us rock or slapping our heads over that real estate buy. Well, oh well. Everyone have a fantastic night, a uh, hump night. Hump away. <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow. Congrats to Shauna for winning that pink oh, thing. Awesome! Thanks for doing that, Rocco. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. Job done. Off.